1: It's The Bachelor Lifestyle It's The Bachelor Lifestyle
2: Welcome the back. You are listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. My name as always Brian Beckner. I'm joined by the by the real the engine of the Bachelor Lifestyle Show, Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello there. Hey, buddy. Hello, everybody. Best you've ever sounded. I I mean, pretty much half our audience probably quit on our show after the audio on last week's show, but now you sound great. You sound girthy. Let's fire it up.
3: Yeah. I hate to uh, let people behind the curtain, but um, I've been doing podcasts forever on my earbuds or just the uh, computer audio and for the first time I'm using a microphone on a podcast now don't let the fact that I've worked in radio for 27 years get in the way of the fact that a microphone might sound better on on a podcast but I'm for the first time I'm doing a podcast on a microphone it's amazing so hello
2: everybody. Sounds great. No, actually, it's not true because you've done in-person podcasts with me before, where you were That's on the mic. This is on, true. On one of my mics. So you sound yes. pretty good now. Uh, what happened this week on
3: the Bachelor? At okay, so this might be one of the more fascinating uh, episodes. It's right. It's Literally, um, you know, everything is brand new this year, and what we pointed out last week is that they knew that the format is two bachelorettes. They just didn't quite know how it was going to work. And nobody knew how it was going to work. The castmates, the producers, the writers, Jesse Palmer, they were all asking the same question. So, um, I guess the, the, they answered it in this episode and we'll get to it. But the answer is, um, it was never going to work. So we're just going to go back to what, the bachelor is always done. Um yeah. yes. So that's basically where we're at. There's they go,
2: now, they go, hey, we're gonna empower women by having two bachelorettes, and they and then they immediately find a way to disempower women by having two bachelorettes. This show <laughs> is the fucking most misogynistic television that has ever existed. It is fucking crazy.
3: Yeah. So um what happens is they have Rachel and Gabby are two subjects um, sitting at their palatial like mansion that has a helipad, and you could tell the producers are like, "All right, kind of bring us up to speed here. We don't have a host that is worth his salt, so we need you guys to just kind of walk us through things." And um, Rachel's like, "You know what? We both really need some clarity. You yeah, know? that's that's a big Gen Z word." We need some clarity. Um, we're gonna look for clarity, we're gonna seek clarity, and um and Gabby as always is is very insightful and extensive with her answers. She says, Yeah. And then <laughs> Rachel and then Rachel kinda walks us through the what's gonna happen in the episode. She basically like I said, she's she's Jesse Palmer, but he's too dumb to do it. So she's like it just hasn't been working, you know. We have all these dudes. We don't know who wants who. It's it's been confusing. Um, I mean that we just need to we need we need to do something to gain clarity here. Yeah. And Gabby says, Yeah. After every single sentence. Yeah. Um, I give credit to my significant other Christina, who says the drinking game should be whenever Gabby says, Yeah then uh, you should drink and then she, as she i think she said you'd be drunk by the first 10 minutes of the show so Gab- um
2: Gabby's an all, also um an up speaker so everything kind of sounds like a question so she, so she's like yeah
3: yeah yes exactly yeah. Yeah. um and this you know this is this is an, a rare like raw look at these women cuz um i don't know if it's the sunlight on the deck of this mansion mm-hmm. or the fact that it's early in the morning but mm-hmm. Neither of them are like made up to the nines or whatever the phrase is. Yeah. And, and, to the and, nines. and God bless her. But, you know, Gabby, you could, she is a much better, different, a much different person, uh much different looking person that, without makeup than she is with. And mm-hmm. I'm, I know I'm not, I'm not saying anything that's, that's too outstanding there, yep. but like she looks very different in this scene. Um, And it's very interesting. Yeah. Now, um, Jesse uh, shows up. Jesse Palmer, our our host, shows up to the group of dudes that are all just uh, squeezed on the couch, which is always a weird dynamic. Um, You know, 20 some odd dudes on like a couch and they they squeeze in. And Jesse's like, hey, just want to let you guys know, uh, Rachel and Gabby. This isn't a fling. This They're not here just for a fling. They're here to find husbands. Uh, yeah, so I just want right. to let you guys yeah. know that. Yeah. You know? Um, keep in mind that... To clarify. Yeah. And Je- Jesse, I guess, wants all the viewers to forget that just last week when it was raining and the women could pick their own event, they chose to have men in speedos yeah. dancing in front of them yeah. but they're here to choose their husband. That's right. What's what's the confusion, Jason? That's what they're here to do. Yeah. So uh first date card, right? Oh, in and, and Jesse um, Jesse ba- basically tells the guys what's going to happen in this episode. He says, "You know, we're going to have two very romantic one-on-one dates and then we're going to have a huge group date." Right? And uh, you know, that basically opens it up for the obligatory guys on cameras saying, "Oh, man, I really need the one on one date. i mean i want I want to see if I could take our relationship further. Yeah, I'd be really pissed off if I didn't get the one on one you know what you know i've um this is the first time I've seen this happen on the show where
2: people are really stressed out about getting a one on one and then, yeah. The guy that says, I I need this one on one. I haven't had much time. I need this one on one. And then he doesn't get the one on one. It's it's probably the first time it's ever happened in the history of the show.
3: Now, they have a guy named Ethan, um, who's an Asian guy. Oh yeah. And and my thing my thing is I think Ethan is Asian for no chance at all. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> He's he's not going to he's not going to win and he's probably not going to go much further than this episode but he's complaining. You know, I I need my one-on-one time. Uh we don't know you Ethan and we're, we're not probably going to get to know you but good luck with that. Now, um first date card is from Rachel, guys. Uh, I re- you guys really want this one because it seems as though if you watch this episode and the last episode three-fourths I think like 75 percent of these guys want Rachel uh, which kind of sets up the problem with with this whole format yeah um, so everyone's on on uh, pins and needles here and Zach gets chosen um, Zach is the dude uh, from Anaheim Hills that's oh. like 10 minutes from where I grew up yeah um, really square white guy kind of ugly can can we say that? I mean, he's got a chin. I, don't, the, I you know,
2: not the most handsome of the group, in my opinion. Well,
3: well, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I'm sure there's plenty of women that find him attractive. But yeah, it's he would be more attractive if he had a personality. But he he's just so darn square um, that yeah, I don't see what she sees in him. But he she chooses him for the first one on one date. Yeah, um, and. The one-on-one date for Zach and Rachel is they get to meet uh, Karamo. Do you know Kar- Karamo? You familiar with Karamo? I mean, I'm
2: not really like I I I'm aware sort of. He's on Queer Eye, right? I I feel he like is. I've seen him. People talk about him on Instagram or Twitter maybe before. I'm I can't say that I'm I'm really familiar
3: though. He's so he's so familiar to the masses that. Rachel needs to not only pronounce his name a couple of times, but also needs to tell us who he is. He's a TV host. We've seen him on Queer Eye. It's he's an author. It's amazing that we get to meet Karamo um, on our on our first one on one date. And what happens is they give Karamo the um, the full authority to to do their date, to come up with what they're doing. And what does Karamo tell him? He says, "You guys are going to go to a Real Hollywood movie premiere. Yeah, but they have like a spa day first, right? Um, so that, spa day. That, well, that like, doesn't sound familiar. There's
2: mirrors. Their like feet are in thing. They're getting pedicures.
3: Uh, did you watch the right episode? Yeah, with okay. Karamo. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll what, keep, we'll keep. They were hanging. Pretend. They were Pretend hanging out with their feet. They were hanging
2: out with their feet in water.
3: Man, okay, okay. Well, let's go with that. But what I remember is Caramo. According to my notes, um, he he has them dress up. So he's got a bunch of clothes for each of them to try on, and then come out and and model their clothes for the movie premiere. Um, it's it's like thirteen minutes of just wasted time. Yeah, it's so trying stupid. On
2: I, I did see their feet in water, and while they were having a talk, while they were talking to Karamo, and Karamo was saying he's the one or whatever. Karamo so much better looking than Zach, by the way, which is which is kind of jarring. And but then, um, and but then they went. They were having a fake, the fakest looking movie premiere in history, and I'm like, I just had to fast forward through that. It just it, it, okay. a, a, offended my sensibilities.
3: So you know, for those tuned in for the first time, um, this is this is a common um i guess style of ours and that brian's not he doesn't like the show that much so he'll it. he'll no, forward it. he'll awful. forward through stuff so it yeah becomes my job to to get into the details because i get into the weeds That's, i watch yeah. every minute yes and i take uh arduous yeah. notes so look
2: i'm aware of what's happened
3: yeah okay uh you're here to provide commentary on typically what i tell you for the first time happened some yeah Um, many things yeah yeah. (laughs) um so why while rachel and um and zach are trying on clothes they go back to the the guy's mansion and guess who makes a guest appearance gabby gabby makes a guest appearance with all the dudes whoa i can't believe she's here she's the last person i thought would show up um and then a guy named meatball that's how serious these women are about finding their husband. Is that a guy named Meatball is still on the show? Also, um,
2: also this show allows guys named Meatball and other dudes with dangle with uh, with dangly rhinestone earrings to be like, ah, oh, man, it's I got to decide on one of these chicks. Like, I got <laughs> to <gotta> pick one. <laughs> like, I don't. You know, it's like ah, I hope I don't get the other one because I run. You know, I like this one over here. I'm like, dude, your fucking name is Meatball, and other guy, you got a fucking dangly earring, and you're five three. Like, you're neither one of you guys are winning the fucking bachelorette. You're just be happy to be there, smile, ha, you know, try to get along in the house, and don't don't act like you're. And this is this is the thing about this show. The the two Women, the stars of the show, the prizes on the game show are completely like sweating every rose ceremony for some reason. And the and the contestants on the show are like, I'm running this shit. I'm going to fucking tell this. Yeah. I'm telling her, you know, not her. Got to be the other one or I'm out of here. Like, what the fuck is going on?
3: Yeah, that's a good point. The contestants are comfortable. The this, this actual subjects, yes. the subjects are uncomfortable. That's a that's a that's a very simple way to but accurate way to put this season so far. So, yeah. um, Gabby shows up to the mansion where all the dudes. And yes, I you just don't qu- don't quite know what Gabby wants. Um, no, she's a mess. They, immedi- they immediately immediately pick- why
2: she's such a mess. By the way,
3: yeah, um, they immediately pick up a football. Meatball, I think, picks up a football and they start playing catch, like a group game of catch, which could not be more lame. The most most possible game of catch you can do,
2: and Jason knows this because we're men, the most possible game of catch you can do is with three dudes. You make a little triangle and you throw Uh, it one guy to the next guy to the next. But really, a game of catch is just you and another guy. Unless, of course, you're playing. What's the name of the game where you just throw it in the
3: air and everybody tries to catch it? Heads up 7 Up, right? <laughs> no, is that the name up. of the game? Three Flies Up. Three Flies Up. That's yeah. right. Heads Up yeah. Seven Up is a different game. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. uh, and smear the We don't we the, don't say that anymore. Smear the S word was yet another game, but yes. that's different. But you're right. Yeah, three flies. That that's basically kind of what this becomes. But she's she gets uh she gets upset very fast because all the dudes are interested in themselves and the football and they're not really pulling her aside. Like this is, this is the edit that the producers gave, you know, the edit for Gabby, this episode is that nobody's really into her and she is, um, never going to be in love. She's unlovable. So the edit is all these dudes are interested in playing football, catch with each other. And she's on camera being like, nobody pulled me aside which is just, a I, I just don't believe it. In other words, I think they did a full day of shooting. I think a bunch of dudes pulled her aside. But because this is a story, they had this edit where they were just playing catch, and then Gabby wasn't feeling it, and she left. So yep. it was a weird one. So hold on, because here they've
2: done this thing, and, and what was the last season? Michelle was the bachelorette. And they had some, and this uh, they've done it every season, but uh, this is just the most recent one. Michelle was the bachelorette and they had like a carnival group, a fake carnival group date. Cause we we're still quasi like locked down and they couldn't go anywhere yeah. at the time. So it was like, there's a pop, there's a um, cotton candy machine. I can't remember what they were, but there were little carnival games yeah, and and the whole vibe of the episode where that was that all the guys were playing together and Michelle, the prize of the game show, is just sitting there by herself and she's just being ignored. No, oh no, can't these guys figure out what they want? Are they just are they here for love? Or are they just here <laughs> to play with the boys? Cut to this season of The Bachelorette. Gabby is having a group date and they're tossing the football. It's not even a group date. It's just a hangout. Whatever it is, I don't know. Again, I don't pay. I need Jason for the details. They're all together, right? Yeah. And what do we, what's happening? Oh, none of the guys are paying attention to Gabby. Gabby's just being ignored. Why doesn't that ever happen on The Bachelor? (laughs) The Bachelor's never being ignored on group dates. This only happens on The Bachelorette because this show is fucking a total misogynist shit show all the time. Okay, go on.
3: Um, to quote Kenny Loggins, all they're doing is
2: playa play playing with, with the, the boys. boys. They'll be playa playing with the boys. I would anybody within the sound of my voice. And look, if you're of, of a certain age, you're very familiar with Kenny Loggins. I would, I would encourage you to resist with all of your will. Googling the following three words. Kenny Loggins today. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah.
3: Don't do yeah. that. Gabby is like, man, you've had a lot of work done. Yes. <laughs> he looks like a different person. And and by the way, and a shout out to big Mike at premier radio, a coworker of yep. mine, big Mike. Uh, everyone knows who big Mike is. Um, he was going to go to a concert with Kenny Loggins and Kenny Loggins' sidekick from the seventies, Jim sang, Messina. They sang. They sang a song about Pooh Bear. Yeah, Christopher Robin. S- somehow in my lifetime, I had never heard that song. You have got to be fucking kidding me! I had this never is never heard. Is Loggins. As bad as you never watching Magnum PI, I only knew Loggins from when he started doing eighties soundtrack songs. Yeah, Loggins and Messina. And they uh, but I think um Kenny
2: Loggins, it was just him that did the Christopher Robin song. I thought we got a honey just stuck on his nose.
3: I, I'd, n- I'd never heard that. Somehow that was completely off my radar for my entire life. And I, I
2: grew up in the 70s and 80s. Jason, you got a big birthday coming up this year. If it's a if it if your birthday happens to be a karaoke birthday, as I know you like to do. I'm gonna come and I'm gonna sing the Christopher Robin song at your karaoke birthday.
3: Okay, continue. You you had me at I'm gonna come. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Kenny Loggins. I I I thought I thought uh, Musina was. I thought he only pitched for the the Orioles and Yankees. I didn't I didn't know he was a part of the seven seventies duet. Mike Mike Musina. He was really
2: smart. He went to Stanford.
3: Stanford, yep, and pitched with
2: Jack McDowell. And I tell you what, if you're if you want to know how
3: smart M- Mike Messina is, just ask him. Yeah. So he sang a song about a poo bear with <laughs> yes, Kenny Loggins. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, Winnie so,
2: the Pooh, not a poo bear. Yeah. What, Winnie okay. the Pooh and Christopher Robin. It's a fucking very well known. It's a big hit
3: as big Mike was telling me, and I had, they played the Hollywood bowl the other night. I, I had no idea who the f- hell they were. They did. Right, really? So,
2: did you get yeah. Loggins
3: Okay. We digress. Loggins and and Mussina. Yes. Uh, all right. So, um, back to the date, the one-on-one date with, with Zach. So they tried on the clothes and they were going to go to this movie premiere. Yeah. And then they show up on the red carpet at the, um, El Capitan. So yeah. they're at the El Capitan and they're at the red Is so that where they do the
2: Jimmy Kimmel show?
3: Yes, and okay. they have a bunch of Santa Monica Boulevard. Yep, photographers taking pictures of them as if they're one of many people at this premiere going through the red carpet into the movie. Well, all of those photographers and and reporters were just actors because yes, they walk into the movie theater alone uh, yes. to watch a movie about themselves. Yes, yes, yeah.
2: They it, watched no movie. They watched Jason. They watched home movies. And then first of all, so boring, who cares? And, and like, Oh, so boring. If I I, look, I'm, I'm much too old to be on the bachelor and I'm in a committed relationship with someone that I'm very in love with. So uh, obviously I'm not going to be on the bachelor, but no home video of me exists. So they'll be like, Hey, we're going to do this date thing. So get all your home, home childhood home video together. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like my parents were drunk. They weren't, they weren't taking any pictures of me. Like, this is crazy.
3: Yeah, I mean, for for people you you yours and my age, yeah, yeah that this is not a thing. But yeah. if you're Zach and yeah. um, and Rachel, who grew up in the '90s, yeah, everything was everything was on recording, some kind yeah. of recording. Yeah, so no, they're, they're, it everyone
2: sense. was very special when they were recording. Yeah. They, so now, hold on. So I'll let you. I'll let you get back to it. They watch home videos. And then they get, we're you going to talk about how they get messages from their moms. Yes. Okay. Talk about that. Then I have something to say.
3: All right. Well, um, so after they show boring stills of their childhood and then video of their childhood, each of their moms comes on camera and talks about how proud they are and how much they miss them.
2: Yeah, they do. I know. And then they both get really horny and start ravenously making out. I, Jason, I don't know about you, but that there's no there's no bigger turn on
3: than <laughs> a message from a parent. I don't know what it is. This is what happened. Yes, he said uh, he started crying when he saw his mom on camera. You no, know, it's it's Zach from Anaheim Hills. I'm sure she lives in fricking Villa Park. Like they probably saw each other last week. Yet her message to him somehow made him cry, and of course that made. Rachel very wet in the yeah. moment. yes like watching yeah. a man cry, watching a message from a yes. mother who's very accessible yes. right down the street. He's like, he's like, my mom, yeah,
2: <laughs> right, right. She's in the same state. Yes. Yeah. She's like 30 miles away. She's mm. like, Oh my God, you love your mom. You're tearing yeah. up. Let me mount you.
3: It isn't like he um because he's a Ukraine national, he had to go back and fight for the home country and yeah. his mother. And Anaheim Hills is sending him a message. Yeah, it's there's nothing like that. It's she's right down the street, and she, you probably saw him, her a week ago. Yeah. So, um, the um, so yeah, they start making out in the movie theater and everything. Now, during while this is all happening, we go back to Gabby because Gabby, this episode is about Gabby and her feelings. Yeah, and she, to use a Gen Z term, she doesn't feel seen yeah she, she wants doesn't. to f- she wants to feel seen very important to feel seen we should and also we
2: should also mention um gabby's uh, or um rachel's mom i forgot one thing about the mom aspect
3: she's She's married to the mafia. She's guy. married
2: to the mafia guy. And also, Rachel needs to coach her on the angles. You never shoot. Oh my god. You never shoot from a below angle. Oh my god. Shoot from above. But the camera just a little bit above your head, so it's looking down on you. You don't want it under your face. Anyone that's done a zoom should know
3: this. I had this exact conversation with Christina. Of course I, you did. No producer pulled her, like saw the take and was like, you know what? I love what you said, but could you redo it from a different vantage point? We don't need to see every single wrinkle in your neck. Yes. And we don't need to see all that. Let's do it from a different. This is TV. We need you to be attractive. Down, down,
2: down, not up. Okay. I interrupted. So
3: so they go back to Gabby alone at the uh, Bachelorette mansion, and they have those scenes where they just show her. Walking the deck and looking contempl- con- contemplative—that's the word—contemplative and looking sad because she w- she doesn't feel seen. Anyways, they go back to the mansion where the bachelors or where all the contestants are, and they present the one-on-one date card to go out with Gabby. Um, yeah, yeah. Eric, our guy Eric. Yeah, Eric it, with an H. He, yeah, he gets the card that reads. Who says three's a crowd? Question mark. Now yeah, that's oh, a, gr- that's, a that's a great day card. That's yeah. a great day card to get because Gabby's fun. Yeah, she oh it, yeah, she's down to get spit roasted and or possibly you, yeah.
2: DP'd. And know, exactly. knowing knowing how this show treats women, that's that's in play.
3: Exactly. Okay. I mean, who says three's a crowd? You know, Eric is like, you know, yeah. okay, I'm yeah. here to go through the motions and get famous and stuff. But yeah. if you know, if Clayton is on the other end of this date and yeah. it's me Clayton yeah. and Gabby that could be very interesting yes. um, or or
2: maybe he thinks it's a group date it's a group sex date and he gets to okay. sample both Gabby and they're like hey Eric we know you're here we know you're in charge even though you're a contestant it's not like it's not like you go on the price is right and and Drew Carey is like all right you got the you got the closest you guessed one dollar. Everybody else went over on the on the palm olive dish soap. Come on up. And then you and then you come on up to the stage and you're all happy and you got your fucking shirt on, t shirt on with the picture of Drew Carey. And he's like, All right. Well, it's time to play plinko." Plinko. And you're like, no, hold up. I ain't playing fucking Plinko. I'm the contestant here. I'm we're we're doing the one with the mountain climber. Get the fucking Mountain Club. Ah, 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 push that shit back. Push that fake wooden fucking set game back and actually actually not the Mountain Club, bring out the golf one, the golf putting. I'll do the golf putting, okay? That's how this show works. They let the contestants on the game show decide the rules of the game show.
3: Yeah. And by the way, um a lot of people don't get this uh reference. Actually, a lot of people listening to you and me right now are mostly uh, middle-aged white men, so maybe they 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 do understand the reference. But no, we have
2: a fair we have a fair a, a fair amount of female followers. Oh, cool! On the show,
3: so uh, when she says "Who says three is a crowd?" I did this. I don't know if anybody else did this, but three is a crowd is the is the yes. very un- unheralded, yes. unknown. Unknown (laughs) spinoff to three's company where I think Jack tripper moves in with his wife and mother-in-law or something.
2: Yep. Three's a crowd. They also did a spinoff, the Ropers, which got canceled after one season and Norman fell was fucking pissed. He's like, I'm on a hit show. You made me go off and do my own show. Nobody wants to just watch me not have sex with my wife, my Randy wife and Moo and now I'm not on TV anymore. I'm not getting a paycheck. What the fuck?
3: And by that time, they they gave all the money to Furley. Don Nodds. Yeah. They weren't looking back. No. Yeah, they, they weren't looking back. They stepped I, found, up. I always found it ironic that Furley, uh, the whole thing was the whole premise of the show was to make sure that Jack Tripper uh, continued the ruse that he was gay so that he could, he, could, he, he could pay one third the rent with two women. Yeah. It was rent and, controlled
2: in Santa Monica. Like that's you. Know, yeah. If you can get into that, you got to stay.
3: And Furley, they never really documented this. Furley yeah. was everything, every stereotype you could possibly be that was gay. Yeah, he,
2: he wore chokers. He wore leisure suits and oh, chokers yeah. and yeah. the scarves. And
3: yeah, uh, my guy Steve Covino of Covino and Rich points out. I grew Are, how up. How many they,
2: how many radio host names will you drop on this show?
3: But I, he said, "I I grew up thinking that nobody slayed more cougars than Furley. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, because he was I, a real he was a real ladies'
3: man. I'm the, I'm the opposite. I yeah. I think Furley was closet um, yeah. gay, yeah. and he just he couldn't come out. So I think he took his resentment out yeah. on Tripper. That's so, a good point.
2: Well, you, yeah. you know, you know who did all the slaying on the show? Of course, was the upstairs neighbor, Larry Dallas. Well, he crushed opened. it."
3: He, yeah nobody, he's, he's sold nobody crushes more ass than car sales he sold used cars and he'd be
2: like hey um Jack I got two Swedish air f- stewardesses that's what they were called back then stewardesses yeah. coming into town they're o- they have a layover they'll only be here for six hours we got we're meeting them at the beagle real beagle yep and he's like this is this is look he's like look I already banged her she she's bringing a friend. She says her friend is good to go. She just wants some American dick. Let's go make this happen. And then they'd go to the Regal Beagle, and for some reason, Furley would also be at the Regal Beagle. So Jack would have to gay it up, and he would miss out on having sex with the Swedish
3: stewardess. And by the way, the uh, the guy that played the bartender at the Beagle was a wow. reoccurring role. Like was he that guy? That guy got paid wow. every time. The, I I could see him, and and uh, as I'm thinking about it that guy got paid every time they went to the beagle and I, i'm pretty sure that uh, larry yeah, had us was- had a um, had an agreement with him a roofie agreement where he, <laughs> oh, he would that wasn't invented yeah, he, back then oh Quaaludes. he would yeah. roofie the
2: drinks of the <laughs> wow way. wow i don't think so yeah. i think okay. i think larry being a used car salesman he'd he'd get you into a late model buick and then he'd get you, <laughs> and then he'd get you down yeah, to the to the yeah. beagle to close the deal. I think he did it on his own merits. I don't think he was a date rapist, as you allege.
3: I got this low mileage Datsun, <laughs> Datsun seventy eight Datsun. Okay, let's let's get through this. Um, 45. So um, so while uh, Gabby is is being a downer, like that's her that's her role in the show. This is as a buzzkill. Yeah, she sucks in this in this episode. Yeah, she really um, did. You know they 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 give Eric the card that says three's a crowd," and he's like, "I have no idea what that means, but we'll see what that means in a bit but meanwhile, as Rachel and Zach are finishing their date as sitting in front of unfinished food,
2: Mike the bartender played by by Brad Blaisdell,
3: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. so uh Zach gets a roast um he gets does, a rose does, and, and, Zach,
2: does Zach give you early Nick Vile vibes? Because remember, Nick oh. Vile is a dork from Wisconsin. Now he wears tight, tailored leather jackets, and you think he's some fucking cool Hollywood dude. No, he's a fucking doofus from the Midwest that mumbles when he talks.
3: He gives me more furly vibes. He gives me more closet uh, yes. gay vibes than than that. But than
2: Nick Vile, because Nick Vile fucks. So, yeah uh, Nick vile yeah. yeah he does he so, um, Jones. okay
3: go on there was this weird thing over uneaten food which yeah uneaten food if you haven't listened to the podcast yeah. is code for dinner because she t- she takes
2: a break to cry and talk about her her plans and what if he doesn't like me because again the the contestants are in charge of this game show so she's like what if I mean he's there dying for you to give him a rose so he can stay another week and yet but- you're like what if he doesn't like me and then they just make him sit there. They don't give him an iPad. They don't fucking flip on the game. He's just sitting there like an idiot, letting his food so, get
3: cold. So this is this is the part of the show, the many parts of the show that I set Brian straight. He's confusing two dates. No, no. not talking. We're not talking about Gabby and Eric. We're talking about. Oh. We need to finish off Rachel oh. and oh. Zach's yeah. date. That went wonderfully, yes. and Zach. Um. There was a scene that was so corny where Zach said, "Oh my god!" When I was it. growing up, yeah. my dad wanted to be a pilot, so we would yes. spend our yes. off days, we would spend our our weekend days, like going yes. around to airports and looking at airplanes. Yes, and Rachel thought that this was the greatest. Yeah. coincidence in the history totally of it's totally lying because she did the exact <laughs> same thing like got, what, what are the odds got, that, two, that two human <laughs> beings on this planet spent their weekends as children going around and looking at airplanes i got i gotta be honest jason my uncle was a pilot And I also used to
2: do this. My uncle and I would go on the weekend to like Meadowlark Airport. You remember Meadowlark Airport in Huntington Beach? It's not there anymore. Or we would go to the Orange County Airport before it was like all built up. And we would sit there and like have lunch at the little restaurant there and watch the planes take off and land. Absolutely. This is a
3: childhood activity that I was involved in. I guarantee you ran into a little Zach who's doing the same thing with, I'm his, much older than me. with his dad.
2: I was, he wasn't born. I was like 10 years old. He wasn't born
3: yet. But these two think that this is the most incredible ex- coincidence in the history yeah, of the world. This is, and some, they, this is some, this is some mystery method shit. This they, guy,
2: this guy yeah. read the game and he's like, no, I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm going to make her think what I'm, what she wants me to be.
3: Yeah. It, it's, so they both are like, I just can't believe this. It, this must be destiny because nobody has ever gone and watched airplanes uh, on the weekends like we have. Except so we must, two. we have to get married. And um, sorry. so, so that, poster, that, Brian back that, that date ends with that. And that's cool. They, uh, Zach gets a roast. So Zach's cool. He, I mean, he's, he is, what do you call it? Uh, free. He doesn't have to worry about the uh, the the rose ceremony now. That three is a crowd reference. Uh, we find out in the next scene because Eric, who played his who played his wife, go on. I'll find out. Eric uh finds out pretty quick that the three is a crowd subject. The third person, the third wheel on their date is Gabby's grandfather. Yeah, Gabby's. Gabby's grandfather became a a a bachelor uh, fan uh, hit last last year because Gabby remember, she went she went back to uh, grandpa's on the uh, on the hometowns and she said grandpa yeah when uh, when I came out of the limo I I gave him a pillow with my face on it and I said I, I want you to sit on my face and grandpa loved that Oh my god! So or, oral sex yeah. is in play we, with, with with Grandpa. She made yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he,
2: she was very openly talking about horrible things in front of her grandfather, yeah. and he was way into it.
3: Yeah. So Grandpa is, you know, he's playing it up. He's on TV. I think Grandpa thinks that he thinks the Bachelor producers are like, wait a minute. Maybe we should do a bachelor elderly episode, and this guy would be perfect because he was playing this the part awesome. of no. the horny old guy. No. Um, yeah, and okay, that's funny, I guess. But no. they, uh, they go, they go, they're going to drive through Malibu, and they yeah. end up at the a bowling alley that I know well. It's over in Venice, and very uh, they, expensive bowling alley. They bowl expensive, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they bowl, and. Uh, Rachel sees an elderly woman that just happens to be on the lane next to them. Alone,
2: invites is her she, over. Is she lost. Did she wander away from a assisted living facility? Somebody, yeah. get, somebody call her
3: caretaker. She just happened to be there. And so no longer is it three's a crowd. It's yeah gramps is set up well yeah and well, he's you cock and i blocking. could do our own thing yeah.
2: he's cock blocking and look i want to you know i want to get a little
3: um a little i don't know. I was gonna say something gross
2: yeah they want to they want to do their own thing
3: yeah so uh eric and gabby who are the subjects of the of this date they start making out in the yeah. in the bowling alley eric and then
2: with they, an h by the way let's
3: let's eric with an h yeah and uh by the way um they would just leave the bowling alley. They leave Gramps and this perspec- perspective elderly woman uh, to do what they please. And yep. um, Eric says um, some real over uneaten food. Yeah. Yep. Eric says some real boring story it's about his boring. parents, yeah. how they how they love each other and they're still in love. Yeah. Now this becomes the crux of a major ordeal that he still has parents that are together and in love. Yep. She says to him, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then she says, I need a minute. Yeah. So for whatever reason in the last three or four years, it's become acceptable for the subject of the show, whether it be the bachelor or the bachelorette, to excuse themselves from the uneaten food, or an extended then, period of time, and then go off and talk to
2: producers, you could see you could see the producers. Now the producers are all wearing masks, but you can't since no one can understand each other when you have a mask on your face. You can see that when they get up close, they all pull their masks down from their face so that they can talk to each other. So my question to you is, why are they wearing masks in the first place? If you, if you if you're wearing a mask to protect yourself and others from viruses, how come you lower it when you're as close as you can possibly be to another person? That's I a mean, question. It's just a question.
3: It's nothing. People people listen to this show for for bachelor <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, humor All right. and satire. Yes. But don't get me started on whether or not masks and or no. the three vaccines <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. have no. anything to no. do Stop. with the tra- the transmission of, of the okay. current
2: <laughs> back pedal. Jason, yeah. Jason, the date.
3: <laughs> yeah. Concur. So, um, so on, over uneaten food, she excuses herself for a long time. Yes. Talks to producers. And like, my- I'm still going at my steak at that point. Like,
2: I'm not. I'm not stopping just because you bounced. Yeah.
3: No eating. No eating ever at yeah. the dinner table. Now, yes. um, she says to the producers, no one, ever, no one has ever asked this question out loud other than like Shakespeare. Am I too broken for anyone to love? It, no, Jason. Yes. She,
2: sa- she says, <laughs> what if Eric decides I'm not for him? You are in control of the show. Why have they allowed you to not think that you're the one making decisions? You're worried he's not going to like you? He's desperate to get a rose so he can stay on TV. You have the power.
3: Yeah, you can't underestimate how badly people want to stay famous for as long as they can. Yes. Um, now, Eric, he seems like a decent dude. I don't know anything he's, about it. He's got the a big- weird thing. Yes, he's got the big weird Nick lives. Yeah, Erica. yeah. The weird thing is, is it's a one-on-one date that I, we still don't know shit about this guy. So no. the the show has done a horrible job of telling us who this guy is. But she she returns from removing herself and she says, um, "It's a huge honor to to be this, and I don't want to fuck it up." And I'm thinking, what what is an honor? This show is a is a reality show. Yes. To try to to try to see if women could find their husbands. Yep. And what's an honor? What is that even? What do you mean? What do you don't? What don't you want to fuck up? That like mental. She's just on a completely different uh, paradigm than than the rest of us here. So yeah. um, that's, that's because she's been she's
2: been coached. Like you, we need a real behind the scenes because the people that are making this show have made this woman feel insecure about her place on the show when she is the star of the show. And they don't do this when it is a man that is the star of the show. They only do it when it's a woman that's the star of the show and they do it every single time.
3: So Gabby says, gives her gives uh, Erica Rose after getting on his lap and making out with him. And she actually says, this is one of the best days I've had so far. Well, it, it fooled me and it fooled most of the viewers. It seemed like you were pretty fucking miserable and you were yeah. a killjoy the yeah. entire fucking day. But anyways, Eric's got a rose. So if you're keeping score, Zach with Rachel got a rose and now uh, Eric with Gabby has a rose. This yeah. is very important, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, two and now he ass
2: white guys got roses. Yeah.
3: So now we fast forward to the, the group date, which is a humongous clusterfuck. So the rest of the dudes now are going on a group date with the two women. Um, yeah. yeah, and we're introduced yet again to our guy, the photographer. This again, guy, I didn't, I didn't even write his name down. I know he's there um, every year. They do a photo shoot now every season. It's become a bachelor. Yeah, it's become a bachelor tradition. They have one gay dude who takes pictures of them in really kind of awkward situations. And this didn't make any sense at all. So very
2: leathery. This guy, he's been in the sun.
3: Oh, he lives on the sun. Yeah. And um, so basically he he tells the guys to go get your costumes and Mm. all of the costumes have their name on it so you can't choose any other costume than what's your what's on what what your name is on how excited Jacob, is
2: Sean McCoy because
3: he, <laughs> yeah, he loves exactly.
2: being naked he lo- he obviously has a huge dick and he wants people to accidentally see it so he gets he gets a um, hospital gown and he's like hey I don't know he's he's basically naked just like he was right. in the in the bathing suit contest
3: well Jacob the white version of LaShawn McCoy yeah. he likes being naked too yep
2: oh right he's the, he's the real jacked mortgage guy from scottsdale with they looks give like fabio. him a leaf yeah. to wear yeah one leaf fabio over his
3: entire
2: uh junk yeah
3: one leaf yeah. so um i mean this is all about finding your husband's
2: uh meatball did I, did I ever tell you one time jason i've said i've said this story on the um i've said this story on the bat baller lifestyle podcast before but i was talking to this girl at a party she was like a friend of a friend and so someone had told me that she had had a sexual encounter with a celebrity. So I asked her about it. She told me the whole story. And then I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And then she goes, and you, and she goes, and now I'm sleeping with another celebrity. And I'm like, oh really? And I could tell she wanted to tell me. And I go, who is it? And she goes, Fabio.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Sorry. Continue. We got to go. What? Well, This guy has been called Fabio. I know he looks like him. Yeah. And he, he, he was, he was, was, uh, they wanted to wear a weave, a leaf. So, yeah. Bottom line is a guy named Meatball is wearing a diaper. So, uh, just keep this in mind that these women are looking to get married and a guy named Meatball is wearing a diaper only. He's a baby. Um, then there's a bunch of guys in Daisy Dukes doing a car wash. Um, this, for the second week in a row, this feels a lot like mid Midwest housewife porn, yeah, and and gay men yes. porn than it it's, is the Bachelor. They're taking they're taking pictures. They got
2: short shorts. They basically the guys have like Daisy Dukes on, and they're doing like a fake car wash thing, and the um. I think it was Gabby was like, look. And so they start splashing each other and getting like soap on each other, which is just like a stupid thing that the producers told them to do. And Gabby's like, the car wash is hilarious. (laughs) It's just like so contrived and unfunny. Like have them hang out and get drunk. They will say funny things.
3: They actually have a couple of the dudes that are just dressed in tuxedos and regular suits yeah like so think of the unfairness of of putting a guy in costume in a tuxedo and suit and taking a picture with a woman in a wedding gown as opposed to a guy with a fucking diaper and little yeah. uh baby toy yeah. I mean it, it was just it was just a brutal edit it was a horrible activity. And this guy, Bruno, or whatever his name is, was taking pictures yeah. of it. Now, the the night date is kind of where this episode and this season, I think, takes a turn. Yep. The night date is all these dudes go to SoFi Stadium. No reason to go to a stadium. Yeah. No need. Yep. Um, and they just start talking to each other, and they start mingling. Now, remember, yep. Rachel said the tone of this um, entire episode is clarity. Yeah. We need clarity. Yeah.
2: Well, Rachel clearly wants to fuck every single one of them. That's the clarity I
3: got because she was she was having fun, which I respect. This this is what the SoFi date uh, basically comes down to. Rachel making out with dudes. Yes, every single one of them. And then saying, I'm sure Gabby's having the same experience. And then three, exactly three guys they have sitting down with Gabby saying, dude, you're really cool. You're fun. But I'm into Rachel. As if
2: we don't know by now who likes who. How right. stupid do they think we are, Jason? Like, we know they know who they like and who likes them.
3: And it's, it's very keenly and intentionally edited to where I'm sure there were guys at SoFi that were into Gabby and making out with her, but they, they made a choice to not show that. They made a choice Boy. to show the three guys yes. that said... I'm into Rachel. I'm not into you. Now, a couple of them were not very articulate, but yeah. they weren't. They weren't bad. One guy, yes, Clayton, I think his name is, or not Clayton. Something, some, some Southern dude. Yeah, made made the catastrophic mistake of saying, yes. "Hey, man, uh, hey, Gabby, you're really fun, and you have a goofy yeah. side. I love that. Yes, and I'm not going to say that you're rough around the edges, but like. You want you want to be direct with guys and you want us to be direct with you. Yeah, I prefer Rachel. Yeah, that's What's how he said that? it. What's that, wrong with that? that? That is how he said it. He yeah. said, I'm not going to I don't I'm not going to say you're rough around the edges, but but yeah. you're direct with guys. Yeah. And I want that's what he said. Right. This. So um, and then another dude was said something along the lines of. I think it was Jacob that the leaf guy said something along the lines of, you know, you're, you're not my type or whatever. So Gabby goes into a downturn. She, now she's spiraling and she puts a complete hex on the entire group date. And when they get back to the couch where everybody's sitting there, Rachel gives her Rose to a dude. I think it's Avon, uh, the black Avon, the black guy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. and when it, Oh, and she when it likes comes, him. Like that yeah. is,
2: that is and, a, I don't, I don't know like how, what they're, if they have an emotional connection, but they most definitely have a physical connection, which I'm sure Rachel's dad, the mobster, the Italian mobster is happy about.
3: And, in Raven's defense in Aven's defense, like he was on the field at sofa and he, he coaxed her into playing one-on-one football. <laughs> where he could act like he's tackling her after passing yeah. her like, yes. there's nothing realistic about one Shh. there's nothing one on one football is, is stupid she, of course and,
2: she's yeah. like teach me how to play football what yeah. there's only yeah. two of us
3: <laughs> yeah. um so this is how it played out uh Rachel's making out with all the dudes Gabby is being told by three guys that they're interested in in Rachel they're just being they're being honest with her yeah. she takes it the wrong way she holds those that phrase um, rough around the edges against the dude who said it. Like yes. the whoever said it is ruined now because as Gabby's sitting on the couch and there's a rose there, she says, I really don't I'm not feeling it. I don't I'm not gonna give a rose away tonight. And then she gets up and just walks off. Well, yeah. Rachel follows her and says, What's going on here? Now, this is where this is kind of where the show is like screwed up. Like This is Rachel's journey and it's Gabby's journey, but they're doing it together. And Rachel is giving way too much thought into what Gabby's experience is like they shouldn't give a shit what the other experience is. But Rachel really cares about Gabby and she wants Gabby to find her husband as well. Gabby totally misrepresents these guys rejections.
2: And let's not forget that Rachel was the one that nobody liked last week. (laughs) The one Rachel who made out with seven guys, no shame. Like, you know, you got to sample the goods. I respect that. But last week she's like, what am I even doing here? Because one guy said, actually, I like Gabby. He was honest and said, actually, I'm here for Gabby. What isn't that what you want?
3: Yes. Now, Gabby, though, has taken this personally because this is the let's all feel sorry for Gabby episode. Yep. that's the edit that she gets now. She tells Rachel that one of the guys, I think his name's Hayden, said I was rough around the edges and I don't want to be with you. Yeah. That that's a complete misrepresentation of what he said to her. Yeah. That, that, that could not be more in, inaccurate. Yeah. But what it does is in Gabby's world, if these guys are gonna reject me, I'm gonna poison them so Rachel doesn't pick them. Yeah. Like yeah. this is her this is her revenge. Yeah. Um, so she overplays how totally. they let her down. Totally. So Rachel could think they're a- assholes. Yeah. Rachel, I think, actually says, um, "I can't wait to get to these guys, give them a piece of my mind." It was just, it was total bachelor TV created. Yeah, it was bullshit. And then it car- and
2: then it carried into the we skipped the cocktail. There was no cocktail party, which they still act is like a major development they skip at least half the cocktail parties if not all (laughs) right and they go and then jesse makes an announcement right
3: jesse makes the announcement that the women right now don't think that this format is working yeah so we're gonna mix we're gonna mix everything up and basically start from scratch tonight look each of them have roses to give out yeah and you guys are gonna get offered roses from each of them. It's up to you to accept it from each of them. Yeah. This, this game has changed. Now it's going to be about each of their individual journeys as opposed to the collective journey that, that we started with. Okay.
2: Like not really that much different. It's just, it's just stated now because guys want to date one specific, you know, people like who they like. So they, they're all getting their hand. Rachel's
3: handing out roses. And then now, suddenly she uh, offers
2: one to Tremaine, right?
3: Yeah. So Tremaine's the first one. So each of them have roses, and each of them are giving them to guys that they like and they accept, and everything is everything is hunky dory. Until Rachel gets to Tremaine. Yeah. Rachel says, Will you accept this rose? Tremaine says basically what he should, he's being honest. Um I'm not here for you. I'm here for Gabby. I really appreciate you doing this, but I'm going to reject the rose. Of course,
2: you have to respect that. And and it's like you
3: could hear a pin drop. Like everyone's like, (gasps) this is what you're supposed to be doing. And keep in mind, Rachel, up until now, has been making out with dudes. She's been having a great time. She had that amazing coincidence, that once-in-a-lifetime coincidence exactly. about a pilot in exactly. a plane with a yeah. guy. Yeah. She's having a great time up until right now. It's like a screeching halt for Rachel. And Gabby loves it, by the way. And um, so Gabby offers a guy named Spencer a Rose. We don't know who Spencer is. He accepts. Then Rachel gets to Alec. And she says, uh, will you accept this rose? Alec says, to be honest, I'm here for Gabby. Well, I mean, I'm not going to accept this. rose. If he were
2: really being honest, he would be like, I'm here to suck somebody's dick because I'm a gay man.
3: Yeah. 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 Alec strikes me as not heterosexual, but no big deal. Fine. No, no judgment. Um, Yeah. So so Rachel's starting to feel a little of it. So. Gabby last night at the at the cocktail hour was the one feeling rejected. Now, Rachel is starting to feel a little not worthy, even though she's given a rose to a dude and she had a rose from last time, as Christina put it. And this makes way too much sense for the show to to acknowledge this. Why doesn't Rachel worry about the connections that she has made as opposed to the connections that she's being rejected on? Yeah. Well, that that makes way too much sense. Don't don't bring don't bring don't bring logic into the show format. Yep. That, that doesn't do the producers any good. Well, um, so uh, the I guess straw that broke the camel's back is Meatball. Ra- Rachel yeah. uh, offers a rose up to, yeah. to Meatball again. These guys are trying to find their husband, and a guy named Meatball is still around, and Rachel offers Meatball. And he says, "I'm really serious about. Um, I'm really serious about continuing, but I want to continue with Rachel.
2: Meatball. Or, I'm
3: sorry, with Gabby. A with guy Gabby. named
2: Meatball gets yeah. to dictate terms. Yeah. And, he, and this show empowers women. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. This show.
2: He, this show does nothing but empower women, but a guy named Meatball gets to shit on one of them. Get the fuck yeah. out of here."
3: So meatball uh, rejects Rachel, and she's had enough. Like she's yeah. had enough. How many rejections? She was, she was rejected three times tonight, just like Gabby was last night. So
2: mean, meanwhile, she was mounted seven times at the uh, uh, on oh, the yeah. field at SoFi Stadium. Just give those guys the roses.
3: That as as a John Ramos, my yes. my coworker yes. at at uh, at Foxborough, John Ramos yeah. said Rachel wanted her cake and she wanted to eat it. Not only did she want all the dudes making out with her and the rose that she gave out, she wanted every guy to accept her rose. Anything short of that and every, and it's, it's a fucking, it's an abomination. And I should, I should stop doing the show now. Now, now
2: now here's where, yeah, here's where the twist comes in is Jesse Palmer walks up and he's like, if you offer somebody a rose and they don't take it, there's no rose left to give Now, That's a fucking stupid rule. Obviously, it's insane. It's it's meant to terrorize the women who are the who are the stars of the show. But also, this is a show where the bachelor's like the bachelor can be like, I don't want to send anybody home today, and they're like, I guess we're not sending any home, anybody home. Why can't Rachel just go? Actually, I still want to give that away. I I want to explore all my options here. Like they they can break the rules when they want to break the rules, and they can't when they don't want to.
3: Exactly. It's uh, inconsistent, selective rule enforcement. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. So they take the roses away from her. She's feeling bad. She starts crying and she walks off the set. Yeah. She walks out of the rose ceremony. And of course, Gabby follows her. Now, yeah, th- this is my theory, right? Yeah, Gabby loves all of this. Yes. she She's had a shitty last couple of days, but she's really soaking in and loving the fact that Rachel's starting to feel a little of, a little of what she's been feeling. Now, uh, Rachel says, I don't know if I can continue. I mean, three guys rejected me tonight. And Gabby literally said, yeah, so this is how I felt last night at that cocktail party that you were making out with everybody. Um, And Rachel has the balls to say, yeah, but this is public. That was private. (laughs) But also, why do you want you should want to pare
2: it down to the guys that are actually interested in you. Yes. That's, Jason, that's what are the, you doing? I'm so glad that you have a microphone now, but what are you doing to it?
3: I know. I, I, I'm being a little excited about yeah, it. Yeah, Don't now, t- don't touch it now, but, but keep this in mind. Yes. Like what you just made was a, a great macro point and yeah. the point that should be made for the entire episode for the entire series. But on a micro level here, she just said, my rejections were public. public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours yeah. were private. Yeah. What's private about being on national TV and and having cameras on you and right. multiple angles? Well, and all, all the other there. guys were there. Yeah. So they're doing it in
2: front of the other guys. Which she kind of yeah. has a point because there is there is this sort of groupthink where they're like, "Fuck, meatballs turning down Rachel." Like, <laughs> I thought she was pretty hot. Like, what's Oh, fuck I don't maybe he's
3: right like if, if she's, she's not good enough for me ball and Alec. That's in, it's interesting you say that it's yeah. interesting because I thought there's nothing public about this and she's just being a bitch but yeah. I think you're right yeah but Gabby loves this she's like what yeah I felt bad last night and I've been feeling bad and now you do like and by the way not only is Gabby uh kind of uh Uh, relinquishing this moment where her partner is feeling bad, she's poisoned the well for those dudes that rejected her because she totally misrepresented how they dumped her. So now not only is she like feeling kind of good, but she knows that now now Rachel is dealing with three people that, that are assholes. Yep. Um, so that's just kind of how the episode ends. Yep. Rachel chooses one of the a-holes. I think it was, um, I'm not even sure what dude it was, but they, they leave uh, Jacob, the guy that likes being naked on the outs. Like yeah. he, he can't yeah. come back anymore. Well, um, he's no, he wasn't going to win. Look, he's got long hair.
2: He looks like Fabio. Like who cares? Yes. Like, yes. let's not pretend that any of these guys matter. This show Every season, I don't know who anybody is until the last four guys are there. So let's pare it down more quickly and get to some real drama instead of this made-up bullshit that they do.
3: Gabby has a pep in her step. That's how the episode ends. Yeah. But then an interesting happen, thing happens during the credits. See, I didn't get there. I, leave, didn't get uh, I didn't get I'll this far. I'll leave you with this. Okay. An interesting thing happens with the credits. Our guy Meatball... He wants back in. He oh. walks back into the house. Because oh, no. you he can do says, that. Because he was one of the guys that was let loose. And he says, Rachel, I know you, ju- you just offered me a rose and I rejected it and said I was here for Gabby. But basically, she doesn't want me. So I w- kind of want to give it a try with you again. She he, <laughs> meatballs trying to ask his way yeah. back in yeah. after rejecting yeah. the rose. Yeah, he's an idiot. And that's the cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh just, next episode we're gonna to find out
2: what happens with meatball. What happens with meatball?
3: Yeah. That's that's the yeah. cliffhanger.
2: Yes, okay. <laughs> All right. We uh Jason, excellent work. Like next week we'll work on not like rubbing our face against the microphone the entire time. <laughs> but again, you only have a 30-year career in radio. I uh, love
3: microphones. Into- <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> into- <laughs>
2: Until next week, for Jason Stewart, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been The Bachelor Lifestyle from TheBallerLifestyle.com. We'll see you yeah, next time. It's
1: three and four minutes. It's my first impression, Rose It's Brian Beckner, Jay Stewart, breaking down all the shows. It's The Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You grind in a little sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right. You might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls deep, so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl of the week. We make a connection. We chilling in a chillin mansion outside the hot tub. We startin' in LA and then we travel the world. We toastin' champagne, we got 32 girls. Who gets to hometown? And who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe. But I cheated, logged on to reality TV. So it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the, the ball of lifestyle lifestyle we living in it's the ball of lifestyle we living in it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in it's the ball of lifestyle lifestyle